You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the couch bro i'm alex Morrison. and here we are in the brand new something good studios that's right it's the week after the move and i got some shit to say about that <laughs> a 10 foot by 10 and a half foot room yes but um didn't uh didn't go quite the way we planned still in the same apartment it's fine (laughs) it's fine we're still in the same apartment we're just in a different room it's a little bit more claustrophobic there's more shit on the walls it's fine it's fine everybody's cool so what happened was chris and i record our final episode and then um Dave and I record our Something Good episode that also just got released, and we're talking about final episodes in the original Something Good Studios and all this junk. And the day before move-in day, which was going to be a Friday, I get an email. And the email stated that... Oh, fuck yourself. Yes, in so many words. It stated um, that on further inspection, they realized that the patio... On the ground level floor that is on earth, on dirt, has structural damage issues and they would no longer be permitting me and my girlfriend to move into the apartment. As as things happen. As I walk over there and look at it my goddamn self and see that it's clearly not new damage and has been there for a very long time. And clearly, the people that were living there were allowed to live there with it. Yet, for some reason, I'm not. They're grandfathered in. It's fine. It's fine. So. Dude, you could be worse. You could be getting like a Dahmer apartment, man. You could be like, we, we, we cracked the patio and we found something under there. And we're going to have to give you a minute before we get you over. <laughs> well, see, I'd be fine with that. Then there'd be an actual reason. There's no reason for this. Saying dead person on the concrete. Yeah. Uh, and so either way, and when we went through all that, then I was just like, you know, look, I was promised a new apartment. You know, I'm, I'm, this one is no good. And she showed me two others. The first one, I didn't even like get into the apartment before I was like, no, like literally I told her no before we even walked in. I was like, no, 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 no. She's like, what? I was like, look at the outside. Like the door had like hardcore, like dents and like cuts in it. And like just it, even the front part of that concrete was all sorts of messed up. And I was, oh, I was messing with her at that point. I was pointing it out. I was like, that's not structural damage. <laughs> Go into the place, dude. The walls were nasty. The floor was like the old flooring. Like this was not renovated in the slightest. This yeah. hadn't been touched in years. I was like, this is no good. The holes haven't been painted over. No, they didn't bother to put up a sheet of paper and paint over. Not it. even. Not even. 
Uh, it takes me to another one. The living room looks fine. The kitchen is okay. Older stove than what I have now. And it's like, all right, whatever, I can deal. I go to walk up the steps. I step on the third step, and it not creaks. It moves. And I look at it, and I'm with the property manager. And I look at her. I was like, this step, what, look. And I'm like kind of bouncing on it. And it's like making noise. She's like, I was like, do you hear that? She goes, yeah, I mean, it, it makes some noise. I mean, older apartments are going to make noise. I'm like, right. I understand that. I like old houses. This isn't making noise. This is moving. This isn't okay. Like, feel this. And I like stepped off. I was like, feel it. She's like, no, I'm not. I started refusing to step on it. I was like, get up on the step. I was like, feel it for yourself. If you think it's fine, get up on the step. So she walks up there. Now, I'm actually applying weight so you can, like, hear it. She's, like, moving her shoulders, bouncing. She's like, it's not really moving for me. And at that moment, I was like, no, not this one. And she's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no. I say, here's the problem. You're the property manager. You're the one that's going to have to put the final say on a piece of paper. And your word is that this stair only makes noise and that it does not move. I'm telling you, if I were buying this as a house and this was the stair, I would personally fix it. I don't like it. But guess what? I'm not allowed to fix it. That's your responsibility. And if you're not going to fix this then this is this is no good. And she was like, well, I, I just don't, I, it only creaks for me. I said, okay, fine, whatever. Then this is no good either. And we made a deal where she was going to send over the um, maintenance manager to my place and look at everything and fix everything so that in the meantime, I would stay here. And whenever they fix the balcony at the other place that I was promised, I will be able to move in there without the extra charges. Here is the best part. She said that he would be around, I think it was like 3.30 to like take a look at my place. So I'm like, okay, cool. I start staring out the window starting at about 3.15 because I'm like, I'm not missing these dudes. I'm not going to miss them. Sure enough, he pulls up and he pulls up to the other one because she said he was going to walk through with that because she's still trying to put me in the one with the creaky step too. And she's like, we'll just have him walk through with that too and then y'all can walk through together. I'm watching. Sure enough, he pulls up by himself and walks in. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, no. I'll bust right out of my apartment. I'll walk on up. I'm like, are you so-and-so? He's like, yeah. I was like, my name's Alex. Great to meet you. I was like, let's go ahead and take a walk through here. I'm the guy that the reason you had to come over here. I take one step on that. He goes, oh, whoa, that makes a lot of noise. I was like, yeah, step on that. He steps up and actually bounces on it like I did. He goes, yeah, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to put some nails in that. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that. I was like, now, I still don't want this unit, but I'm glad you're fixing it for someone else. Take a look at mine. He walks through my spot. Dude, fixes the um, um, uh, microwave door, fixes the fucking disposal unit, fixes everything except for the floor and the shower thing. But he's put in like his own special request to like fix the washer, <laughs> everything. Like he knocked it all out. And he was just like, how long has all this been an issue? I'm like off and on for a year. Over a year. He's just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but he's like a new guy. So, yeah, a whole bunch of getting ready and working for nothing. Then the thing that pissed me off the most 
was leading up to it, I'm sitting here going, okay, well, I'm getting a new unit. I don't have to worry about fucking cleaning, you know, I, I, outside of like sweeping, you know, and kind of like tidying up before I leave. I'm not maintaining this place. I'm getting a new spot. Well, I get that news fucking Thursday and my girl's moving in Saturday. And I'm going, uh-oh, I have only Friday to get this done. Dude, you came over that Friday. I was shampooing yeah. the rugs, cleaning everything, mopping, sweeping. Boy, by the time you came back the next day, you were like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, that's what was supposed to happen Thursday. But I was fighting with the leasing office all day. So I don't think this place has ever been cleaner or more organized than it currently is right now, all because I thought I was finally going to be able to put this place in my back window. Yeah, it's always a pain in the ass when you're just trying to do something and everything falls out of place, especially when you're trying to move. Yeah, it, it, it's especially day before, literally the day before, because I was fighting everything to get all the dates lined up, to get all this lined up. And then sure as shit, the day before i'm like really ah i was sort of, i was running through that same kind of shit with work because i told him i was like hey my buddy's moving i got some of my stuff still there i need to come down and he's just like oh yeah that's fine uh you can take you know we're not going to work sat uh, we're not gonna work friday night you're fine yeah after i left here got a call we're coming in friday night okay let me just unload this bed real quick and oh, get, get, get my five hours of sleep and then work for you assholes and then, all right, and this is what pissed me off this past week is they told us we're working six days. Okay, another six days in a row. Not a big deal. The check's going to be okay. I just got hired on. I got a dollar twenty-five raise. Good job. Congratulations. They're like, I'm okay. I've, I've canceled my plans. I'm not going to do any podcasting until like Saturday night, maybe Sunday morning, maybe. Fucking Friday or a fucking Thursday night, we line up for our safety meeting. And they're like, hey, you're going to have a full weekend. I'm just like, what? I canceled plans so I could work and you canceled that. God damn it, guys. I fucking hate you people. Cause they told us in a very fucked up kind of way. Yeah. They told us if we don't meet our number, whoever doesn't meet their number has to work an extra day. And my, my logic, my brain is let's take the slowest people who don't have enough people to do the job, make them work six days, get them super fucking tired. That way they can work super fast. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the week. That makes a lot yeah, of that's sense. That's not gonna be a hassle and a half. So, yeah, so that happened, and plus our machine kept our machines kept breaking. So like our quote, our numbers kept just steady. Like we're supposed to hit like fifty three an hour, we hit like nine, and it was just like, what did you do all that time? Uh, I picked up boxes and put boxes down, and then swept, and then did that again, <laughs> and then I made a mess, and then I cleaned it up. Yeah, and then it's like for me, even like you, you messaged me last week, and you're like, you want a podcast? I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, we all need a break from this. We've done, some, I've done some moving. You've done some driving. Let's just let's give it a week. Let's come back next week, be refreshed. Let's just let's give us some time. <laughs> and here we are, and we're back. And you know what? I do have to continue this tradition. So far, every episode, I've had a new gotcha. drink. And you know, I if. If next week I don't find a fun soda, I gotta stop by a common market and pick me up a little I'll alcoholic pick a, I'll pick a beverage. Little something. Oh yeah, you 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 teased something that to bring in. I'm I'm very curious to try. I have to drink a whole case of it to get really loaded. Yeah, but this uh, there's this Coca-Cola Creations. Uh, they've been doing a bunch of stuff. They had that dream flavor. Um, it's like hot candy. Yeah, uh, I think there was even like a unicorn something. I forget. They've done a bunch of different ones. Well, their new one in collaboration with League of Legends. 
Legends. It's called the Ultimate Edition. And they've got and the reason I wanted to picking this one up is very rare. They actually have a zero sugar version. Uh, most of the time when they do these, it's just the plain sugar version, and I can't. I'm not doing all that. But yeah, I figure we can give this one a try here. It doesn't see have the same goes. pop as a can. No, not quite, not quite. But you know, it is what it is. You want you want first swig? No, you go ahead. I'll let you. You're a Coke fan. Hmm. They definitely added a flavor. Real Coke? <laughs> hmm. It almost tastes like a... It's definitely a fruit of some sort. First thing I thought was pineapple. It's like caffeine-free Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. someone melted Laffy Taffy and Coke. What flavor is that? I keep thinking it's like... Pineapple. No, that's like cherry lime. That's that artificial ghost flavor, man. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, You're right. That's that artificial ghost flavor. That's what it was hitting. Because I was trying to figure out, I'm like, there's a familiar flavor to that. And you're right, that ghost energy drink, the cherry limeade flavor. Not like that beer we drank last time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, now that uh, we're in our uh, new studio, I have my uh, Pull that computer. Shit up, Alex. I have my computer right in front of me. So now I'm actually going to cheat and see if there's a website and see if they actually say what flavor it is. Oh, they're just trying to. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, there's just hiding. people trying to guess what it is. Yeah, they had the uh, Dream World and Starlight. That's Starlight what it was, was the other one I remember. Mm-hmm. That was popular. That had a weird flavor, remember? Yeah, it's... Okay, uh, it said, uh, Coke is never going to tell us what flavor it's aiming for with its latest creation, Bevy. Ew. People, people are abbreviating beverage to Bevy. I don't like that. Bevy is used as a term for multiple casts, like a bevy of options. Well, so a bevy of, I guess that kind of works also. If it's a pun, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I think it is. Boo, good yeah. Boo. Um, early tasters online were naming everything from coffee to mango to pineapple to peach to banana cream. I got a hint of banana cream for a second too, and then it did change to pineapple, but and also didn't want to believe that it was um <laughs> that flavor, so I kind of tricked myself out of it. It's that artificial banana flavor. <laughs> possibly yeah it might be but you know it, it's not horrible i kind of like this one better than the dream one yeah and the uh the starlight it's better than mountain dew fucking vomit yeah it's or flaming hot yeah. <laughs> same <laughs> I, thing. Forgot, I forgot the name <laughs> it's the same fucking thing <laughs> they got a new uh they went down the uh rocket uh rocket pop they made a rocket pop flavor of mountain dew i heard i saw that very popular at work We'll see if we really want to uh, go balls to the wall on our flavor test to taste tests. We need to get the alcoholic Mountain Dew. Yeah. Which I've yet to find. I've, I've found a lot of the alcoholic Monster, which I'm definitely not doing. Yeah. it's not, not Because not, the flavor it, of Monster was garbage to start with. Well, it's not good to drink a, uh, an upper with a depressant. Well, so uh, they're so uh, they're actually not that they're not an energy drink base. Yeah, but uh, that still, is illegal now. Yeah, but it's it's, it's well, Four Loco did that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the reason it's yeah. illegal. But like, it's still a caffeinated drink. It isn't. Yeah, but like Coca Cola Jack Daniels is a caffeinated drink with Jack Daniels in it. So that's an upper, a mix with a downer. <laughs> if if you do it separately, I believe that within the can, they're not allowed to add any caffeine to the product because of Four loco, or like they have to have like such a low, yeah, low. It's not gonna be like amount. a two hundred twenty-five milligram. Yeah, no, to the point where it's like a negligible effect where you couldn't even feel. I anything. think this is just a secret way to get past liquor laws. Honestly, like if you could just buy a mixed drink at a can and just drink 
openly uh, while you're driving. That, 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 that seems like what the path they're going down because I mean, uh, have you noticed that all the alcohol mixed drinks are in cans? Oh, yeah. But not in plastic bottles. 100%. Yeah, so like it just seems like this is the easiest way to get the fucking cans in people's hands. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, it tastes like, sh- it tastes like cherry limeade. No, it tastes like shit <laughs> but well, i could get shit faced well, when you're talking about skirting around liquor laws um i wholeheartedly believe that um when i was on tour recently with uh tuck smith um i won't name the venue because i'm not trying to get anyone like i'm not trying to cast shade or nothing but one of the venues we stopped at uh didn't have a liquor license but they had a lot of those ranch waters yeah which was tequila yeah so you had a lot of like tequila seltzers, but they didn't have any bottles of anything. So yeah, yeah it, it, it is very it, much an easy it, way for goes, places to kind of skirt around. If that it'll go under license. the purview of a beer license, yeah, if, beer and wine, yeah, it does. Yeah, so it, it kind of skirts around Malt liquor kind of thing, yeah. and that kind of counts under that same category. Yeah, yeah you can sell cans of Schlitz, but you can't put vodka in a cup you know <laughs> exactly it's it's that weird law. i mean it's the same thing with like your marijuana laws you know you, you're allowed to separate all these different components and deltas and cbds but as soon as you combine them together in a certain combination then it's illegal yeah and it should, and it, and it should be it's, it's it's bad for you <laughs> whatever with your electric lettuce <laughs> the electric lettuce I like mine acoustic and also called tobacco <laughs> 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 go ahead ask pull yourself a dip it's Copenhagen. <laughs> well, we got a whole lot to talk about on this episode, so let's go ahead and move on over to our news segment. Yes, we actually finally have some decent news to go over this week. I'm actually excited about that. Um, I completely forgot this was happening until Thursday when I was getting like all my little house shit done. And um, actually, I, th- I think it was on, may have been, yeah, I think it was, it was either Wednesday or th- I, oh, Wednesday. That's when it was. It was on Wednesday. Wednesday morning, I was getting like some of uh, my early afternoon stuff taken care of. And then, bam, we were hit with a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And I was stoked about that. I completely forgot that was coming. And yeah, we might as well just kind of run down the ones that... I was well, we were most excited about uh, according to this list here, just kind of running it through down. Uh, first one that popped up was Sonic Superstars. We didn't watch the trailer to that one recently, but that's going to be a new uh, side scrolling adventure uh, where you can compl- uh, control Sonic, Amy, Knuckles and Tails and has a local co-op system for four players and comes out in the fall of 2023. So Sonic is getting a new platforming game and that's going to be fun. Uh, Detective Pikachu returns, and that's the name of the new game. And yeah, yeah, I'm a, I've been on the job in Kanto since Yellow, Red and Blue were the worst years. But uh, I thought everything was going to turn around during Silver and Gold. But uh, after I saw what Mister Mom did to Jinx, I, I knew this world was I was filled. I was, I was never the same. Never the same. <laughs> They said Emerald Green was going to change everything. They were fucking wrong. Honestly, when I when I saw the announcement for Detective Pikachu Returns, I wasn't as excited for the game as I was your constant commentary about it. Anytime I bring it up, because uh, Law and Order Black and Blue Pokemon Edition. Yes, (laughs) 
And the thing was, it's like you're already making that joke and then I put on the trailer and you're like, he's even doing the voice. Yeah, he's doing the goddamn grizzled detective voice. Black coffee. He's like, oh yeah, this is French roast from fancy fucking bullshit. Pull, wiping the fucking dead ditto blood off his goddamn paw. Like, just like, <laughs> someone draw a fucking chalk line out of this. We got a Pokemon that's a chalk line. We will eventually, don't worry. We're running out of fucking ideas. Oh, and everything against the fucking wall over here. A couple uh, small ones of note, uh, ones at least I was interested in. There's a game coming out called Headbangers Rhythm Royal, uh, where you're playing as a pigeon against 29 other pigeons, and it's kind of like a rhythm mini game. Um, stay in sync, Simon says. I would love the thing. final. I would love the final boss of like a a, a playthrough to be Mike Tyson. He's just petting the pigeon and <laughs> not killing it. Pigeon. It's not killing it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, we get uh, all the Pikmins are now going to be available on Nintendo Switch, uh, and uh, along with the new game, uh, Mario Kart Eight uh, Booster Course, along with Kamek, uh, Petey Piranha, and Wiggler are now going to be available playable uh, racers. It, sounds like, it just sounds like Mario Kart doesn't need another game; they're just adding content to the existing game. Yep, and I'm totally fine with that because I've got the DLC for it, and I'm yeah. loving it. The DLC rocks. Um, a whole bunch of other small stuff like Just Dance, uh, the Barkham, Barkham, <laughs> Batman Arkham trilogy yeah. is coming out for the Switch. Yeah, it'll be it'll be downgraded just a little bit, but not too much. Yeah, unlike Doom, Doom was downgraded. The, when they ported The Witcher over to the Switch, they had to do a lot of downgrading. See, I've still got my 360, so I'd just rather buy the old Arkham games for the 360 and just play it on that. Yeah, but Arkham Knight was only for the Xbox One S and uh, and the uh, PS4. So. Yeah. And uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, the uh, 3DS game, is now getting a remaster for the Switch as well. Did you get a chance to play uh, Luigi's Mansion 3? I've played a little bit of it. Uh, I need to dig into it a little bit more, of course, the last few weeks yeah. with the move. Hadn't had time. But now that I do have a little bit of that wiggle room time, I definitely want to give it a shot again. Another one I was rather surprised on, uh, considering she had a game once already and it did not do the best... Princess Peach is getting another game. Yeah, so we're getting a, so we're getting another Princess Peach game, and a lot of people were sitting here going, "I was like, oh, okay, well, that's just going to be the 2D Mario game that was being rumored." All of a sudden, Super Mario RPG is getting a remaster and a re-release. Willed that shit into being, bro. We I swear every to God. fucking time we talk about Nintendo, it's willing to be. And you were saying you were like, I wish they would because we. I swear it was like, what, two episodes ago? You were even saying they could never do something with this ever again because Square Enix has that hold and this, that, and the other. Square Enix must have heard it, and it melted their hearts. And they went, you know what, Chris? You're right. There's no reason for us just to be so stingy with this one game. We're going to re-release well, it. Same with uh, when we talked about Game Boy Advance. And, you know... The only thing lack it's kind of lackluster on the library right now, which is fine. It's coming. It's but, but, slow drill. But during the during the Game Boy Advance SP days, it was all about them Pokemon games, and so I think I think they're prepared for something big for that. Uh, maybe a peripheral device to do like, you know, like a link cable for the Switch. You know, I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, but going on, go real quick, going on to those little deals, uh, those little DLC projects that run up. Me and uh, Mikey were hanging out, and we were playing. Uh, some of those games on the Sega and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he brought up 64 and he put up uh, uh, Goldeneye. Oh, yeah. And so we decided to play multiplayer. So, fun fact uh, the controls have two separate modes and you really got to know the N64 controller to play that game. 
He and did. also, side note, the controls on the Switch version are nerfed really bad. Are garbage. Yes. So, the 64 version wasn't the best. This is still a downgrade from that. So they're inverted. So up goes down, left goes right, um, which I hate. But uh, watching me and Mikey play one-on-one is goddamn hilarious because I figured out how to pick up a gun before he did, and me trying to shoot him and him running is horrific because after he figured out how to pick up a gun, I found a bigger gun, and I'm just... I, I'm like missing him completely, but I'm just like all over the goddamn place. And it's like watching Michael J. Fox play the fucking James Bond games. And we're just like, fuck this. Let's play, let's play Pokemon Stadium, something we both know. That is a fun one. Uh, controls are shit. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, all you need is like... Well, the, the, what, what they put on the screen are the 64 controllers. But you only get a glimmer of what those are translated on. So we're proud to play a Pokemon battle... And we're putting each other to sleep trying to play this goddamn game. And I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> it's nerve wracking as shit. But uh, Super Mario RPG, man, we willed it into existence. And so what that. do you think? I didn't. I hope it, I hope it plays out. I know they're going to have to leave out some stuff from the original. Uh, for people who did play the game, there are elements of Final Fantasy in there. Uh, a lot of Square Final Fantasy three elements were in there. One of the villains you actually fight as a boss battle was Bahumet, which is a big Final Fantasy character. Uh, but no, I, I knew I knew one guy who's going to be fucking ape about that, and probably will buy a Switch just for that. Really? Yeah, because uh, once I tell him, he's going to lose his goddamn mind, or he's going to ask to borrow mine. And see, and that's <laughs> the thing. That's what I've noticed. Is like I never played the Super Nintendo version. Even as big of Mario fan I am, I'm less of a fan of RPGs, so I still haven't even tried it. But even for Super Nintendo fans, this is such a niche product. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's such a niche thing, but at the same time, the fan base is rabid. Like, the people that are excited are shitting their pants with excitement. Like, I saw a compilation of, like... Scott the Waz did a really funny parody video of Nintendo YouTubers. (laughs) I saw a compilation of those Nintendo YouTubers losing their shit reaction style over the Mario RPG thing. I'm just waiting for that poor bastard to hear that Switch 2 is going to come out and they won't be able to backtrace their fucking uh, Switch products to the new Switch and him just shaving his fucking head and loading a gun like fucking Pyle from Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> and just like, he just goes full taxi driver. Yeah, he just goes full taxi driver and says, I'm going to the Nintendo headquarters. You know, he's just like losing his fucking mind. Well, I mean, I... I, I well, I mean, his Wii U stuff didn't transfer over to Switch, so I mean, he, well, the, he survived that. Yeah, but I think the Switch is in a very unique position to keep the same platform mm-hmm. and just do what they're doing now and just create a, hey, you bought a subscription service, let's add to that subscription service. Yeah. And it's a once-a-year product kind of thing. It was like 20 bucks with the expansion, what is it, 30 Yeah, something yeah, like and that. And it's a once-a-year, it's cheaper than fucking Amazon, so I'm getting more out of the Switch than I am out of Amazon right now. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm getting a lot more fun out of the Switch than I am Amazon. But yeah, um, honestly, I've not played the original, but I might try the new one. I might give it a shot just to see. I, I may have just been kind of ignoring something that could have potentially been a whole lot of fun this whole time. If you time. look at the story of RPG, uh, Mario Super Mario RPG, it was a shot in the dark kind of thing for them. Square was, came out with Final Fantasy III. Uh, 
Final Fantasy products were starting to really catch on. RPGs weren't big on the system. Then Chrono Trigger came out, and everybody's like, well, we sold a lot of that. Uh, Secrets of Mana came out, sold a lot of that. Uh, Ness the, from fucking... Uh, game it was. Uh, he, Homebound. Homebound. Same thing. And now we're seeing a rise in those type of games, those 8, 16, 32-bit games online now that look exactly like that are RPGs and tell a good story and I think I think that's probably what brought it back because Chrono Trigger is still one of those things on the message boards it's like why is it not part of the Switch <laughs> and, oh yeah uh, but yeah it's like those those things is what, like Fire Emblem Fire Emblem's RPG stuff like that and those are big Nintendo properties we know that from Smash Brothers wouldn't you consider like some of the original Zelda games to be RPGs in a way but it's not turn based RPGs that's, that's, right. that's the big part about this is what really turned a lot of Mario fans off of it was turn-based. It's not a lot of action jumping, a lot of action moves. It's, hey, he hits me, I hit him, and we do this until the game's over. Yeah. Um, and for some people that play games, it's grinding. It hard, it's, it's hard to do. Kind of like Pokemon, but Pokemon kept it interesting because you had the other dynamics. Right. Same thing. So Exploration a yeah, lot more. Yeah, but... You know, people who loved Mario really loved it, and then some people who loved Mario really fucking hated it. And you know, it's it's like Star Wars or any other fandom. You know, you're gonna have a divide. It's like ah, it's not that good. It's not that fun. And I'm just like, I get whatever. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I recommend anyone just to try it if they have if they release a demo, get it, try it out. Uh, the opener is fun. It it reminds you of an old school like old Super Mario game or Mario game. Period. Excellent. Well, pre-orders start June 21st, and then it launches November 17th. And then Happy Thanksgiving, you sons of bitches. Yeah, no shit. Uh, and then the last major game to really cover on this, one that I'm excited for, but I don't know how I really feel about, is Super Mario Bros. Wonder. It's yeah. a new 2D side-scrolling Mario game. The reason why I don't know how I really feel about it is... Do we need another 2D side-scroller? If it's cheap, yeah. It's not going to be. You know yeah. this is going to be the full-price game. If they do it like they do Mario Kart, maybe. Well, add, with like DLC and stuff? Add levels, add characters, because we saw four. Mm-hmm. We saw four playable characters. Yes, one of the very cool things about this is for the first time outside of a sports or Mario Party game, Daisy is a playable character. So that's definitely a fun dynamic. Uh, you've got a new power up that turns you into a elephant. A very Republic. interested to see a, a Republican. <laughs> very, they're very much leaning into the uh, animal transformations lately, which we can of course call all the way back to the Tanuki suit in Mario Three. But at the same time, it was like we've got the cat suit recently, and now we've got now the elephant transformation. Yeah. But the big thing, the big hook about this game is when you get one of the wonder seeds, basically it's like you're tripping on acid. The warp pipes come to life. Yeah. The backgrounds come to life. Everything is moving and breathing and functioning. Platform, the platforming gets exciting. Yes. And I think that's something they had to do. Uh, I think that's very important. You know, they they reached out to the modding community very quickly with Mario Maker, uh, Mario Maker Two, which was even more dynamic. Hey, let's let's get all the games together. Let's let's let you build these horrific fucking labyrinths that no one could pass through, not even AI. And like, hit boxes are so small or too big, and it's just like they saw that and saw like there's still a love for the two D 
you know, left to right game, side scroller. They they still found that that's a a fun game, and I think with this one, it'll just add to that genre. But I could see where it the price tag is really gonna really gonna affect. If they keep it at fifty, yeah, maybe possible. If I'll tell you what, if you're a collector, you're gonna buy this fucking game. Period. You're gonna play see, it. I would buy it in a heartbeat if it was thirty. But I know it's not going to be thirty. No, it's never thirty. Um, <laughs> it's never thirty. If it was at seventy and it came with a season pass, yeah, I'd buy it. Because if they do half the thing what they do with Mario Kart Inf- Infinite Eight or whatever the fuck it's called, yeah, then yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. What would I be nice? What would be nice is if your Switch had memory. You know, if you had Switch, if your Switch had memory, oh, this guy has Mario 8. This guy has Mario Wonder. This guy has Luigi's Mansion 3. This guy has this. And you play the new Mario Party when it comes out, you get DLC automatically because you're a fucking, you know, you you paid for these fucking things. Well, see, that's what I'm waiting for. They released a new Mario Party. Customer appreciation would be nice. (laughs) This is Nintendo. Uh, But no. You stream our game, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I swear to Christ. (laughs) Free advertisement. Um, But no. Not in this house. uh, They they released a new Mario Party recently, Mario Party Superstars. And it's a compilation of like uh, old courses, a bunch of old mini games. And it's really fun. But it's kind of limited. There's only like five courses and like a hundred mini games. Yeah, that's the problem with like all star games and stuff when they release. They're not all star games. They're, They're not. very limited. Game Boy had. You remember the clear cartridge? Mm-hmm. That Super was Mario All Stars. That was lame. That was an awful game. So See, for I me, could, for I, me, that was an awful game because you're telling me the Game Boy Color, which is supposed to do all this fucking shit, and you put that on there. So I'll, I'll combat that. I thought that was an all star. Because you got the original NES Super Mario on Game Boy. A a home console game is now portable. Not only that, you got the Lost Levels, which was the Japanese Super Mario Bros. 2 before they reskinned that Doki Panic game or whatever and then released the U.S. version of Super Mario 2. So that's why I considered that an all-star game is you had for the very first time a home console in the palm of your hand and then an entire separate game. So there was two whole Mario games on one cartridge plus some little extra mini games and stickers and like a clock and like all that other shit. I don't know. I I liked that one. But I wish they would do some DLC for Mario Party. You don't have to necessarily put out more mini games. That'd be nice. But put out more courses. It doesn't take a lot to release some more courses. Yeah, if Go, Mario Kart could do it, then you can do it. Yeah, exactly. Put out some more boards for us to play on. We'll play the same mini games. Just give us some more boards because or of make, this. Point. Or at least make it to where you can make a mode, like you can, you know, twitch the dynamic. Because I, uh, what was it? You and Mikey were talking about like uh, there was a limitation on how many like moves you can do, or like. Oh, was it fifty or it went from like fifty to thirty or something like that? Yeah. So, so uh, in Mario Party, at the very beginning, when you're selecting all your characters, your games, all that stuff, if you want bonus stars before you actually hop into the board, it asks how many turns. And the old one, I swear, I just I need to get my stuff hooked back up. I found my old game. I swear, you could get your turns up to like forty five or some shit. The limit now is thirty, and like. That's ridiculous. A 30-course game between me and my girl, we've wrapped up in like an hour and a half. 
It's like, we'll, we'll blaze through that. And, and like every time we're like, you know, if we had like those extra 10 turns, things could have gotten crazy. Cause it was like, it was right when all the players, computers and us had a bunch of stars and a bunch of coins. And it, it was like, ah, oh, things are dangerous. Now we could lose a bunch because people have buying power to like think, screw us over. I think if you're not playing the computer and it's, you should be able to put that motherfucker on infinite. Oh yeah. There's no reason you, there. To me, techno, technologically and like system wise, there's no reason it can't handle that. If I could, if you could put, if you could on the Nintendo and Super Nintendo and the Sega and everything, I could just literally pause the game wherever I want it. When I couldn't do that on the Super Nintendo, and I could just jump back into it. Yeah, the memory could handle me just pausing the game. If I'm doing like a local thing, like it, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense that you created basically a board game on a video game platform that it has limited fucking turns. It, it, it sounds lazy. Yeah. And it makes it frustrating. Like if I, if I was actually interested in that, yeah, I would stop buying that game period. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and I get it, but it's like, I, we definitely wanted like some new games to play. And it's like with the, um, uh, Nintendo 64 channel on, you still calling it channels because of the Wii, um, but the app or the whatever on um, services. Yeah, the service on the Switch. They've got Mario Party 1 and 2. And I initially turned her on to that. I was like, hey, let's play some of the free one that we have access to. It's going to be a little janky. It's going to be a little old. I said, but if you like the concept, we'll get the new game. That way we've got better graphics and better controls and stuff. And yeah, after one game, she was like, that was a lot of fun. That was like really fun. I was like, so you want to try to get so like, yeah, I want to do a different board. And then we played through another one and she'd be hooked ever since. So I was like, okay, yeah, I, I got to get the other game. So I'm, I'm saying it on the show because we've been willing so many other things into existence. We need Mario party DLC. More mini games would be awesome, but at minimum, Let's get some more courses. Let's get some more boards on the thing. The, the five is not enough, especially because two of those boards, the star doesn't move. It's in the same spot the whole time because that's part of the fun. After you get one of the stars, it moves locations. So it's like you may have been getting close to it, but someone else got there first. Now it's on the other side of the board. So you've got to work to get over there. Half of the boards or two of the boards on there, the stars at the exact same spot. So everyone's just making a loop and whoever can just get to it fastest gets one. And that's not as much fun. You want it to move around. It adds that little extra bit of challenge. But yeah, Nintendo Direct, they actually, they kind of did pretty well. Oh, and one other thing about the uh, the new Mario game that uh, Mario Party Wonder, or, sorry, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, that I really like is for the first time in a very long time, they've changed the core art style. Yeah. Uh, the animations, you can tell they kind of cut some frames. It's a little bit more jagged in the movement. Uh, kind of think into the Spider-Verse. How that was it fluid movement. You know, there was some cut frames in between. It looks between. like Paper Mario. It, it, it looks like a 3D Paper Mario. You're right. That's that's v a very good comparison. Oh, they got like some new characters in it, some new you know, platforming you can do. Mm, new looks, new bosses. Fun. It looks fun. I'm kind of excited about the Sonic uh, coming up. Yeah, and uh, an, yeah, actual, an actual collection. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with these fucking Sonic collections. There is never everything. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's actually not on this list. But yeah, good point. Uh, there is going to be a new Sonic collection, and it was actually really funny because the whole time when you were watching it, you were like. 
yeah, but they're not going to let us go Super Saiyan mode. And then, like, two seconds later, it's like, play in Super Mode. And he's like, oh, well, there it is. Well, well, I bet she, uh, the, the pink hedgehog, what's her name? Amy. You're like, well, a- Amy's probably just going to be, like, on one of the things. And then immediately it's like, play as Amy on all levels. It's like modding almost. <laughs> that's, that's nice. You know? And then you went, yeah, and it'd be nice, like, if they had, like, some modding and customizable levels. It was like, brand new customizable levels. And you're like, god damn. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm happy for it. I'm not a big Sonic fan, but, like, that's, that's really, plus they're porting over the Game Gear stuff. Yeah, so it's going to be, like, 12 games total or some shit. Uh, speaking of, like, just, like, compilations and stuff, I uh, that thing you sent me with the key and peel Zelda. Uh, I liked it except for the very beginning where he just blazes by Zelda one <laughs> Zelda two. Yeah. Just fuck them. But Zelda two sucks, <laughs> but Zelda one OG get the fuck out of here. I will say like, for those who have played tears of the kingdom, I showed that to Mikey and uh, he pointed out something really well. They, during that whole preview process, they never showed the under the dark world. Okay. A whole third of the game. They didn't preview. And I went back and watched some old previews of the game and like speculation video, like those, you know, hardcore speculation. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh my God, it's going to be in the sky. Everybody's focusing on the ground up. And at no time did Nintendo ever show the bottom world, which is a goddamn third, damn near fucking half the game. And bravo, because once you start doing that shit, that shit is when the game gets tough. Hell yeah. And I'm like, I'm getting to that point where I'm just like, OP in the game right now because I've just been collecting shit, but fuck, it is scary. Like it's I like you, there's you, a fear level in the game, and it's really it's really dynamic. Well, since you're enjoying it so much, start making some notes because I want like a full review at the end of this. Because oh, yeah. considering like how much you're enjoying it, I want to hear like a joyful, full Chris review of this video game and like give me plot points because again, you know I, I'm not gonna sit down and really carve into a Zelda game like that and by the time you finish playing if listeners don't want to hear they can skip forward if they don't want spoilers but yeah. I, I want like a legit review I think that'd be cool me and Mikey we were we had played some SNES stuff at his place but I brought my switch over and we I showed him I'm like here fucking pick up some sticks man see what you can do I don't give a fuck what you do if you lose weapons I don't care if you die I don't care because guess what? I'm just going to do the same goddamn thing <laughs> later, like in like four hours. So like, don't fuck it back. <laughs> just do it first. Because <laughs> yeah, I interviewed him for the uh, Triple C coming up. So yep. hope everybody enjoys that. Yeah, and sorry for the delays on getting all that, but again, with the move. But we, we released the two episodes quickly uh, on back-to-back on this past Saturday. Uh, earlier this week, we got the Triple C and a history we forgot. So we're I'm catching back up and getting, getting it getting back there, out guys. there. It's, it's, it's working. It's... It's doing the thing. <laughs> As Chris rolls his eyes at that. <laughs> I work hard to record and I don't even fucking get them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've been working too, god damn it. <laughs> oh, uh, another news. Uh, apparently the Flash is a flop in the box office. Shocker. But no, like all these people before like were like, holy shit, it's the best goddamn DC movie ever made. And like, that's what I kept hearing. I thought it was already out. Yeah. When the people were making these comments, no. and then it came out, and it's like, what a piece of shit. And I'm just like, get the fuck out. What? This is why we're not getting a Batman Beyond movie. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, Flash did not do well, and ever since Kevin Smith has dropped weed, we've gotten classic Kevin Smith again. And what I mean by classic Kevin Smith is if you watch any of those old uh, An Evening With Kevin Smith things, 
He is witty. He is sharp. And he has this angst about him. And that's kind of coming out again in his Fat Man Beyond uh, <laughs> episodes. So he was talking about The Flash and how well it didn't do. And he's like, well, I'm going to say this. Um, I was talking to someone and uh, I asked if, they were, if their father, like his dad or whatever, was like part of something related to Batman. He's like, I was asking if your dad was going to be there. He's like, no, we sit at home watching the numbers. He's like, oh. What for? He goes, because if this movie does well, Warner's is going to green light a Batman Beyond film. Not going to happen. Not going to happen now. Like, literally, when he said that, the entire audience went, oh! Like that, and he's like, yep. He's like, but it did not do good, so... I was talking about that with people before I got here. Uh, a few people was hanging out with who were playing dominoes and uh, talking about, wouldn't it be better if Robert Pattinson had played Terry McGinnis? And Michael Keaton that came back as an old Batman. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that would have been pretty badass. I had yeah, to think like, that one through, like, but that would have been great. You could have got the same woman to play Amanda Waller from the Suicide Squad to show up as Amanda Waller, but an older one, and kind of do that Justice League Unlimited. Hey, let me tell you about your real daddy. <laughs> let me tell you about Bruce and why you shouldn't hate him. But see, all of that takes writing and planning, which it doesn't seem like DC likes doing, which, hey, I don't know. James Gunn's in. James Gunn's pretty good. I'll give it a shot. But wait see. Yeah, exactly. It's I a think the Ezra Miller thing really hurt him. It it really did. Because that seemed to have been kind of the general consensus of everyone. It's just like we're interested in the movie, but we're not interested in paying It'll probably be, for it. Yeah, pirated like a motherfucker, but better. I mean, I'm I'm not rushing to the theater to watch it. I know what happens. I've went ahead and listened to spoiler casts on it. I kinda wish they would just re release Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, I still need to I would, watch that. I would that. rather see that. I would rather see that in theaters again than fucking watch that. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry, guys. I am legit waiting for that just to be on home movie for me to um, <clears throat> arg watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that, but I'm not. I'm not spending the ticket price on it. Um, but in also in other news, other movie news, we got a trailer for Craven the Hunter. Ow. If folks don't know who Craven the Hunter is, um, just, he's an asshole who hunts people. Yes. Um, quick backstory: He's, as Chris said, an asshole that hunts people, and he is most predominantly a Spider-Man villain. He is in the Spider-Man universe, so this is a continuation of Sony trying to create a Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man, because we've got that with Venom, we've got that with Morbius. And now we're getting it with Craven the Hunter, and we've got a few more down the pike, including Madam Web, if we remember her from the 90s Spider-Man animated series. And she was also in some of the comic books, but she became most popular during that animated series. The trailer for Craven, though. Uh, what, what was your thoughts, Chris? It's not lackluster. It's going to be action-heavy. I, I think Aaron Taylor Johnson, the guy that's going to play him, great actor anyway. Uh, that's the kind of thing I, I kind of hate about some of these movies is like really good guys who, oh, are, yeah. who are fun to see. In, I mean, he was in uh, Bullet Train. He was in fucking uh, Kick-Ass. Mm -hmm. He's, he was that scrawny kid from Kick-Ass, and then he became that big guy from Kick-Ass, and then <laughs> then he became fucking Quicksilver. And then, like, it, it was fun to see him. Like, I know we were watching the trailer beforehand. I just love you were just like, Quicksilver's a dick. Yeah, Quicksilver <laughs> looks like an asshole. <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but now watching it, it, it seemed a little off 
on a few things. You have to make a good point because Russell Crowe's in it. Yeah. Uh, that he probably could have been Craven. He plays his daddy. Yeah, he plays his dad. But yeah, uh, Russell Crowe playing Craven probably would have been a better idea. Uh, I could have think of a few more people, but you want to keep you know your new you know the new characters need to be young played by younger people so they can have some longevity. Exactly. You can't just get some motherfucker off the street and then have to. Rewrite your whole goddamn Marvel universe because he hit a woman. Like, you know what I'm saying? So jury's like, out. Jury's out. Whatever. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll, we'll, we'll they've already the fired Dan- the motherfucker. We'll do so. the Danny Masterson thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll wait and see. But like, they've already fired the motherfucker. But like, Craven the Hunter to me was always, you know, a little bit of gray in the face, old man strength. Yeah, yeah, like that classic, uh, that classic old school look, uh, and he was. You thought he was just a man, like he was just a regular guy. Just a man. Just a man. But you, but no, he. There was something about him that made him better. Yep. That made him stronger. You know, he's a Sinister Six character in some iterations. You know, exactly. There's a reason he's part of that villain. You know, he's not like you know some shit villain that we see in the comics. You know, like uh, Snowflame or you know tigra or something like that you know what i'm saying like a real villain or, or even in uh i've got the book out here so i've got a hardback of craven's last hunt yeah awesome series have you read it before chris yeah okay i was gonna say if not i was gonna pass this off to you before you left tonight awesome little mini uh series but even going through this talk about lackluster villains so during the subplot of craven's last hunt you've got the villain jackal oh jackal was always cool jackal's a fucking weird oh sorry vermin oh no vermin yeah, vermin. vermin's weird yeah vermin, vermin controls like rats or some shit if i remember right yeah no he he eats rats yeah yeah so yeah Ver, vermin was weird i, yeah, I vermin, didn't vermin sucked but like jackal jackal yeah, i remember jackal Jackal was fucking wild like, he was he looked like he was a he was a knockoff craven the hunter <laughs> like <laughs> yeah to a point but yeah i mean so it's like even during the that craven's last hunt line i, I don't have the artist's name right up but like even the way he's betrayed there i feel like russell crowe would have done that a little bit better or somebody who was somebody a little bit older but in better shape you know yeah i think that would have that for Johnson to play him, I could see why they went with him, just because you know want to keep longevity. Uh, but if they had made it like a legacy, because remember we're talking, we, we talked about this last time, where we talked about no Marvel's writing their own goddamn comic on this. You know, okay, this is a brand new comic. Why not make him a legacy character? Like Craven the Hunter is something that's passed down. Why not make it that? It and, seems like that might be because Craven is just Craven off. So I I feel like it is a kind of, it's like a Black Panther thing where it's being kind of passed down through the generations, which that very well could be, and and I'm and I'm okay with them writing their own comic book. I just don't know if I'm interested in the series. This is also, uh, from what I understand, not Disney. Yes, it is Sony. Yeah, so <clears throat> about Sony, <laughs> uh, we talk about Sony. Yeah, and this is their universe. This is their. Dark Horse comic, you know. <laughs> it is, and you know, as much as I love Dark Horse, I don't. I, I feel bad even making that joke because like, like, uh, ID. This is their IDW. Oh, but they make Transformers. They make Transformers. So I and, love that. And they made the Kiss comic books. Yeah, so did Marvel. <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 hit or miss. It's wait and see. I'll watch it like I watched Morbius on Netflix. 
See, okay, since we have power of influence apparently on this fucking show, we can kill people and bring First ideas all, out from hold on, Nintendo. Hold on, hold on, hold on, kill people thing. I know a woman who does that, who who wills people into death. That is not a joke. She's a witch. I've seen her do it by accident. And I'm not and it's a co host's mom on this show. So I'm not fucking around. I'll bring it up on Triple C later on about her little witchy goddamn powers, how she willed a boy to die and an NFL player to break his knee on live television. That shit's real. Don't joke about that. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, stay tuned to Triple C. Then. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. That totally sent me how off. How dare you direction. talk about the Falcons like that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, I ragged this woman hard over a fucking Super Bowl we were watching, and she's like, I hope he breaks his goddamn knee. Second fucking play. Snap. Like, Willed that. You willed that. We were sitting in her house, just casually talking, and these kids were on fucking dirt bikes. She's like, I wish they would just fucking stop and just, God damn it. And then, well, you know what? The, the noise just stopped, and then we heard ambulance noises, and it turned out the motherfucker hit a brick wall and died. So that is not a joke. That ha- shit happened. Oh, hillbilly witch willed that shit in the beginning. God damn. <laughs> but I know I joke about, oh, man, she was the killed guy. Like, I know I joke about that, and I'm right like 90% of the time. <laughs> That's just real. But but willing things into existence, let me pitch an idea for a villain you can do in your own little universe that doesn't have to deal with Peter Parker. How about a Norman Osborn movie? Yeah, but like corrupt businessman. Yeah. Show the fall of Norman Osborne right before he gets his serum. Like have that be the thing. Like that's that's the white horse of the whole movie is him getting that serum right. What our whole episode should be just us wishing things to be. And and the third act is him getting the serum right. And and then leading off with like you kind of end on like an Empire Strikes Back moment yeah. where it's like, "Oh fuck." We have the Green Goblin now. This is kind of bad. And yeah. then it kind of ends. I think that would be good. Show the fall of Norman. Because we got such a good mini portrayal of that by Willem Dafoe in the first movie. I would rather see a chameleon. That would also because be good. Make you, it espionage. Yeah, because he's technically the first villain. Uh, I would love to him not have Spider-Man. Actually, the very first villain was the Fantastic Four. They were a bunch of fucking thugs. Yeah, that, I'm waiting for that movie trailer to come out. <laughs> I think Marvel can can do better than the other ones. Sorry, not to sidetrack too fast, but since you brought that one up, what do you think is more cautiously anticipated? The first look at an official X-Men or Mutants thing? Or the first look at its Fantastic Four? Really? That'll be its make-or-break moment. You think that's a more of a make or break than anything X-Men or Mutants related? Yeah, X-Men are so damn many of them. Just like the Avengers. We have a pantheon of people that could fill a stadium. Yeah, but... Fantastic Four is just four motherfuckers. If you can't write four motherfuckers, then you ain't doing, You need to stop. <laughs> well, so what would your main cast of the X-Men be? I, I would go with kind of the OG, you know, Beast, uh, not Wolverine. I would wait. He wasn't in the OG. I, I, I would hold him off. You know, he's going to be in the Deadpool movie. Let's, let's leave it to the Deadpool movie. We don't need to saturate that much. Uh, maybe uh, a young Jean Grey. Uh, maybe bring in some old, old characters like Tomahawk and shit like that. 
uh, Warhawk. Sorry, Warhawk. Um, Cyclops, the cop of the fucking X Men. <laughs> God damn, I hate him so much. See, but here's the thing. So now you're listing off a lot of characters that have been portrayed already. Yeah, and that but this, that's the problem is like they're being portrayed already. If you were to give me some rare X Men, well, know. I was only bringing that up to say. There's an expectation of those old Fox X-Men fans to do things a certain way. So if we're anticipating Fantastic Four and then the X-Men fans are anticipating what their X-Men are going to be, that's why I'm sitting here going, like, which one is kind of cautiously waiting more? Like, what's going to be the bigger pop? I think the Fantastic Four because it'll be Stan, Sony. No touch from Sony at all. This will be no touch with Fox at all. Yeah. So they own Fox. Mm-hmm. So this is, they've got it all. They got yeah. all the toys in the box except for these toys over here. They got to share, but these are their toys. They yeah. have to share Spider Man and they yeah. hate it. Yeah, they hate it and they rightfully should. And it's hard to write fucking stories when the other guy's like, well, I want to do this. I want Jared Leto. And it's just like, you know, Jared Leto is fucking nuts, right? Like, he's legitimately fucking crazy. The last crazy guy we had play a fucking villain killed himself. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like the one smart kid in the class gets paired with the dunce, and he's like trying to write the book report, and then the other guy walks up, I like red, and he starts painting on the script. He's just like, that's cool. This is Harrison Ford. He'll be your new Hulk. Here you go. Go play with him in the corner. <laughs> And that's another thing too, you know. Like I think, I think we're we're in a rut, you know, fan wise. Too much oversaturation of nostalgia. I get it. They're fun. They are fun, but it's also the cheap thrill. You know, we're getting that crack addiction instead of that good old coke addiction. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like cracks a quick like buzz. You know, coke addiction can last. <laughs> you know, like a good pull of of some black tar. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just a, it's just a there it is. <laughs> and it's like at last. Now, I will say, um, there was a moment I got a good Coke hit today. Secret Invasion yeah. is changing the game. Have you watched the first episode yet? Nope. I'm telling you, man. I know what happens, but... I don't know if you do. There's a lot that happens in episode yeah. one. Yeah, I know. Okay. But either way, the feeling of this show vibe or remind I, i'm trying to stay away from that word i've, I've been using that too much vibe, uh-huh. vibing man it's, it's a fuck, hippie term it's the fucking smoke shop it's the hippie I'm, term I'm trying to work on it hippies can't be trusted i have a whole episode about it <laughs> but the, the whole feeling of the show is very reminiscent to early iron man and avengers like, cause you you understand you you yeah. watch a lot of film you know how a certain feel can change throughout time. There's a little bit of risk involved. There's a lot of gun violence. Yeah. There's a race joke made by Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. That was quite shocking when he made it, and I was sitting here going, "He did that on Disney Plus." I'm not surprised. Whoa. The man is a fucking mainstay of the goddamn series. He's going to ask if he could do something. And guess what? He's going to fucking do it. Yeah. And Tarantino even says, well, what do you think, Sam? 
Well, I think he could say the N-word a couple more times. Uh, Leo, Leo, get over here. We're, we're going to say it again. I, don't I feel say, so bad for Leo. I don't want to say it again. Uh, You're going to say it again. Imagine Samuel L. Jackson in his full get-up from that movie looking at you being like, I need you to say it, and I need you to say it with feeling. And I need you to smack Kerry Washington in the face <laughs> with your bloody hand. I, to be... it took He had to fight a bear. Two years later from that movie, just to get a goddamn Oscar. He should have got an Oscar for fucking Jago and Chain. <laughs> that's, you know, that's one person I think will probably never be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? Just because of all the bullshit he had to go through just to get the fucking Oscar and just to go to do that. I think that would just fucking ruin him. I think it would. I would love to see Henry Cavill in the fucking Marvel Universe. Cause, He's a you know, free man now. Yeah, because uh, The Witcher got rid of his ass. His, uh, that's coming out soon. His, his last season was yep, The Witcher. And he's no longer Superman. Let's fire the actor who knows all the lore and read all the books and plays yeah. the goddamn game. Yeah, and like I'm not a Superman fan, but I can still look at him objectively and go, he's like the best Superman we could ask for for this current generation. Yeah, and like I was talking to somebody recently about the, the show, uh, the super, uh, Clark and Lois show that's on CW. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy that plays Superman does a fantastic job in a kind of scary way. Uh, like there are some parts where I'm just like, hey man, tone it down because uh, you're in Smallville, you're not Metropolis. You can't just willy nilly uh, put a man's face in a fucking bar. <laughs> like he pushed this dude. It's that Superman push. It was just like uh-huh. he just stands there like Yo. it's like it's like watching a guy push a brick wall, <laughs> and it's just like what the fuck? And it's just like the guy's walking towards you now. Focus, focus, focus. <laughs> you know, why does this nerdy guy? Stay at two tons. <laughs> like, but that guy's legitimately scary as Superman. So it's like, yeah, I can see these two guys being. I'm just, but God damn, like, go back to the nostalgia thing. It's yeah. really kicking us in the teeth, really, because there's Not just, it's, it's an oversaturation. There are really a lot of original content coming out that's like I don't want to say not worthy or something like that, but like lackluster. Uh, I just watched the new Extraction movie, which was a. Uh, Extraction 2, which was a Chris Hemsworth vehicle uh, action movie. Fun movie. Uh, the second one's okay, but you know it's still just an action-packed movie. I'm not watching it for like the plot. Yeah, I'm watching them to watch him split a guy's head open with the butt of a rifle. Like That's why I'm watching it. And I have a feeling that's the demographic they're trying to reach with the Craven movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a hyper-violent movie. But like, there are some good movies on the, on the, on the, on the rise coming up. Um, Murder Under a Flower Moon, which is a true story. It looks fantastic. It looks unsettling. So I'm ready to see that. But like, goddamn Marvel things coming out this year. So I'm just like, and Nintendo shit. I'm just like, uh, I bought my one game for the decade, which was Tears of the Kingdom. So yeah, I might not buy a Nintendo thing next fucking fall. Well, don't worry. I'm sure I'm going to buy a couple of the Nintendo things and you can borrow them. You go right ahead. I will never play them. I will borrow them, but I will never fucking play them. Because I'll be like, did you know in Tears of the Kingdom? Like, I'm just like, just, just I got these red lines. I'll bring up my fucking poster board. Look, this is the story as it is now. But I find it so funny you brought up the whole nostalgia thing because I was even going to bring this up earlier when we were talking about the Craven trailer. Uh, I was texting with my friend Bina um, about the trailer and she shared very uh, similar sentiments about, you know, it just didn't seem right. Like the movie just seems a little disjointed. And she even was talking about how, you know, it just feels like we're getting an oversaturation. And I had said, I don't think it's oversaturation. I'm just craving more original content in between. Yeah. More quality original content. Like 
something on the caliber of a Stranger Things. Like it doesn't have to be horror, but something with that much character building, that much story, something like that again. Give us another Stranger Things esque story. They showed too much in the trailer too. That's a big critique of that. They showed way too much in that goddamn trailer. Of what? Craven. Oh, yeah. There's too much. You could have made that 30 seconds long, and it could have just been Russell Crowe talking over images of this motherfucker going through the city, uh, going against animals, going against maybe one guy, and just telling the story of Craven. You know, that could have been the trailer, and everybody still would have been like, oh my fucking God, it's Craven. Like, well, <laughs> see, uh, one of the nerd breakdowns brought up something that was actually really fucking poignant because they do this shit all the time in trailers. I think we saw one of the last scenes in the trailer. Yeah. Because we only see one shot with Craven with his traditional costume with like the uh, the tiger skin yeah. and the mane. And it's right at the end he's got a spear and it kind of lights fire. I think that's sometime yeah, that, that, the, that's one of the last scenes. Yeah, that's the act 3 pin note. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm I'm I feel like I'm arg going to watch this yeah. movie another time. <laughs> yeah, and and honestly, another thing too is I like there's a lot of there's a lot of original content coming out of all the streaming services right now. Yeah, like uh, I'm catching up on Tournament of Champions. Yeah, I, I'm I'm getting caught up on that <laughs> again. I just I can't. That's why I kept trying to tell everyone. I'm like, y'all just gotta give me past this move, and then I'm gonna catch up on my shows. I'm gonna catch up on my work. Just y'all gotta give me that time. <laughs> Another thing that kind of uh, kind of excited is uh, Hulu just released the Bear season two. That's something else I need to catch up on. Because even my girl brought that up. She's like, did you watch the Bear Season 2 yet? I was like, no, I didn't. She was like, oh, we need to watch that. So that, that's going to be on the watch list. And then we will do a review episode on it. Because Season 1 kicked ass. I thoroughly enjoyed Season 1. If it's one. half as good as just like him having a full-on stress bipolar panic attack and then eating a piece of fucking donut or cake. I mean, like, God damn it. God damn, that was fucking good. <laughs> And then it's just like, you know, the house is burning. I don't give a fuck anymore. This right here, the bee's knees, as the kids say. <laughs> there was just so many moments in that show that like just gave me, PT- me. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me PTSD and like warm feelings at the same time. It was, yeah. it was so well done. Yeah. Prop kudos. So yeah, I definitely need to catch season two and is all this episodes out? Do they just release all the episodes? I don't know. I haven't checked it out. I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom on my demo. I, th- I think I think they and did because one of my books. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I think they did release all the episodes because uh, one of my chef friends I still follow on Instagram he posted a meme saying like I will not binge all of the bear on my day off. Like it looked like he made the meme, and I thought he was talking about season one, like just going back and rewatching the first season again. So hey, they may have already put out all of season two. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because I, I talked to a friend of mine who I used to cook with. Uh, his mom had called me out of the blue while me and Mikey were recording. And I finally called her back. She's like, hey, Mr. Chris, how she? that's how she talks to me. And she's like, hey, I'm having a problem with my computer. Can you come to my house? I was like, I can come right after work Monday morning. I drive an hour to this woman's house. Yeah, unplugged the surge protector. Plugged it back in, and her monitor said no signal. You know what it was? Her, uh, the actual computer wasn't on. I had to press the power button. Yep. And then I was talking to my buddy about season two, fucking the bear. And I'm just like... That's the only reason I remember that conversation is because I had to drive an hour out of my goddamn way to press the power button. But lovely woman. She gave me like a dozen eggs. <laughs> hey, 
dozen eggs for your time. Yeah, but that was fucking. That's just something funny. I thought it was the start of that. That was my start of the week. <laughs> was driving. I just been like, click. You're all good. You're all good. See that? Good. <laughs> fucking, fucking awesome. Oh, that's still that. That's that's ridiculous. That's fun though. <laughs> it for you. Well, has there been anything else that's kind of popped up in the radar news-wise? Or that well, not really popped up. About? Not really popped up. More of sank down to the bottom was the uh, scuba. <laughs> scuba Steve and his I, submarine. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. What? I have no idea. Oh, man. You must have been living under a goddamn rock or under the ocean. Maybe under the ocean. <laughs> the weight yeah, we'll... of the memes themselves would have sank that goddamn boat. What yeah. the fuck yeah let's uh let's wrap this episode by talking about that a little bit because this was just a full-ass news episode there was a lot to go over it was another gaming episode we like having our game under the sea uh but yeah i am i am 100 (laughs) sure that on something good for you uh we're gonna be tracing it back over and on and i will say on that one we'll i'll actually go into the news stories and give actual numbers and everything else i sure that's not what we do on the couch potatoes. We okay. we just see the thing and we go we we Nelson from the Simpsons and we just ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do Dude, over here. It is almost the damn near story of the Titanic. Hey man, this thing isn't safe. Ah, fuck it, fuck yourself. You're fired. And it's just like video footage of this motherfucker saying two people's faces. Sometimes safety is just too much. Okay, I okay, I get it. I get it. risk, high reward, blah, 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 same old bullshit. But at the end of the day, you're in a cramped tube, sinking to the bottom of... The, the owner-CEO was quoted many times as saying, the rules and regulations enforced by whatever aquatic council there is, whatever it is, oceanic something, the rules and regulations in place put in by them hinder exploration. Uh, except and for hinder um, um, progression in the field. Yeah, except for you know James Cameron. Um, what what I thought was funny was the uh, writer producer for The Simpsons now had gone on, gone on that thing three times already, and he's like, yeah, it's it's very cramped, blah blah. He was got it like he was a positive of talking about what it was like, and then you had the guy who got on the uh, like I think it was like CNN or something. And he got on the fucking live chat or whatever and said. Oh yeah, I was gonna get on it like that day. Like he was supposed to be on it. Uh, I saw it up close, and I said, "Fuck that!" Uh, and basically said they had like LED lights on it that you'd get at like a DIY shop. He's like, it, it looked kind of kind of janky, but like in a professional way. And, and now I, I will say, in all fairness, because a lot of people have been ragging on this part. In all fairness. The Mad Cats fucking... Oh, the Logitech fucking controller, yeah. The Logitech controller. Everyone's been dunking on that. I dunked on it hard, too. It's easy bait. It's funny. But it actually is industry standard. Yeah, yeah, it is it, it is for certain products, yeah. Yeah, so, so as funny as it is, and as much as it works for meme fodder, and all fair is game, that actually isn't something 
too yeah. out of the ordinary. It's yeah. just odd because it's not in the public eye often. It was it was it was kind of shocking. Like after two thousand, uh, I think it was two thousand thirteen when it came out that Predator drones were being powered by PlayStation Three controllers. Yep, and like wired PlayStation Three controllers. And the government was actually purchasing PlayStation Threes to harness RAM power and shit yeah, like yeah, that. So like yeah, so yeah, the controllers are functional. Like yeah. they, they are, they do prefer the service. Yeah, but. The Everything whole thing else. else. Yeah, the yeah. ballast takes and like... And we, look, this is all I have to say about it. And it wraps it up perfectly. And and this isn't... An, and, and I feel like you agree with me on this one. You do, maybe you do, maybe you don't. This is at least my stance. I'm not dunking on anyone's actual death. Death of any kind is shitty. I'm not dunking on that. What I am dunking on is spending a quarter of a million dollars to go in a tin can that you weld shut and look through a grainy, tiny little monitor through a camera at the Titanic when you could just put it on your really big widescreen that you have at the house because you can afford a quarter of a million dollar ticket on this fucking ridiculous exhibition. And just watch the whole thing yourself. And actually, while we're at it, we just brought it up a second ago. James Cameron made a whole fucking movie for you with a lot of really crazy footage at the beginning, middle, and end. Why don't you just watch that? It's in super crazy high quality. No, we have to do it. So my overarching opinion is play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And you know what? I'm taking it as seriously as their kids were. Did you see the kid that showed up to the Blink-182 concert the following morning after all the news reports came out? His quote, um, won't bother saying the name, I've got it here, but his quote is him standing in front of the merch booth Mm. is... It might be distasteful being here, but my family would want me to be at the Blink-182 show as it's my favorite band and music helps me through difficult times. They just got back together, man. Come on. (laughs) I mean, it must have been really awkward in the middle of it when they're like, where are you? (laughs) Bottom of the ocean. Dude, I swear to God, if there's a Blank 182 song about a, a submarine at the bottom of the goddamn ocean. Well, that is one of their songs where it starts off saying, where are you? Yeah, yeah, but like, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of it, all of a sudden he starts thinking about it again, he's like, fuck. This will make kind of go into the Little Mermaid a little awkward when they do Under the Sea. Yeah. <laughs> Under the Sea. What I heard, right? so, it, it sucks that it went down, because yeah. this is a private industry, you know, thing. Yeah, maybe you should have followed the fucking regulations. Maybe you shouldn't have charged a quarter meal just to do. We shouldn't get into little tubes and go to the bottom of the ocean and poke a stick at the worst tragedy of ocean in ocean history, uh, which is literally the story of hubris, uh, which is a giant conspiracy by the Titanic. We'll cover one day. But uh, ooh, that would be a good one. Yeah, it was uh, preambled by uh, Davy Dirt when I was talking to him about a book uh, he he uh, recently purchased. Um, but yeah, it is, yeah, it sucks they died. You know, that's that's always a bad thing. But yeah. goddamn, circumstances are hilarious. And that's my point. I'm I'm not laughing at the fact they died, but I mean, if, if you gotta so- say, you, at some point you gotta be like, 
Dude, they were yelling fire in the house the whole time. <laughs> Thank you. And you, you were just like, oh, we could save it. We're good. Yeah. And I love the idea. Can we break the ship up? No, 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 no. We cannot. It's stuck down there. And see, and this is my <laughs> secondary thing, too. Okay, so I, I mentioned an episode or two ago, me watching that uh, YouTuber Ryan Trahan. Mm-hmm. Recently, he did a uh, stay in an underwater hotel overnight. And it is it's pretty fucking cool. It's a little claustrophobic. It's a little weird, but it's a stationary thing underwater. And you've got a scuba guy that takes you down there and is attached to a rope. Then you like, you fall, you pull yourself through the rope and then you get into the hatch and voila, you're in your room. It would have been so easy to tether the fucking thing. Why didn't we tether it? Like well, of a, all things. A, or we, we're not rich enough to be part of that we. You know what I'm you saying? Know, the guy. What? Yeah, yeah. But, but, like, but, 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 but like of all things, like that would have been a hundred dollar investment. Rope. <laughs> it would have saved so much trouble. That's poor people thinking, Alex. I guess, but it's like even that. It's like all of this would have been avoided with rope. <laughs> I know a couple of people have solutions with that. <laughs> I don't care a lot of goddamn problems with you know about ten feet of rope. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I know where you're coming from, brother. I got the same goddamn idea. <laughs> Damn it, Chris! No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do, man. I'm right there on your level, brother. Hell yeah! Hey, grab me some of that more pussy coke. <laughs> You need to work on a better character voice that's too close to your real voice. Fuck you, man. That's me. This is Morrison. All right. Bandana Morrison will be drinking. Oh, yeah. This is Bandana Morrison. <laughs> and that sucks because I'm having missed that this year. That's going to suck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Rim Rocks. If anyone is listening, go in out the there, West Virginia area. Pop a tent, grab some lunch, and listen to some badass bands. Pop a tent. Yeah, <laughs> full hard. Shout out to Cooper Smith for having two goddamn jobs. Hell yeah, brother. Get it, boy. Oh, man, but this has been a really good episode. Of... I don't even know what the fucking topic was other than let's see. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wait we, and see. We, we already episode. decided. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a full-ass episode, man. I'm happy. With yeah. I'm looking at the timestamp. It works. Yeah, that's all that matters. It's that timestamp. But for this episode of the Couch Brotatoes, I've been Alex and Chris. Do you have any sort of final thoughts for us? And I just want some original content. Make make a movie about the dumb sub people. Like I'll watch that. Fuck. You know Netflix. Dustin is, Hoffman as the rich man. Net, I don't, Netflix is fucking rubbing their hands fires with that rubbing hands They're together. Ready. You know they Amazon's on. Ready. You know Amazon's on the cuff of just like Titanic two submarines.